Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 97. Oh my god, almost to 100. I don't know if I'll do anything special for 100, because, you know, the podcasts are kind of weekly, and it's based on whatever's going on that week. But if people want to send in whatever, I might play it. And as always, you know, if people send in email or other message comments or questions, I'll talk about those. But, you know, that's something you could do all the time. Not much going on this time, so just a few rambly things to talk about. Hopefully you will enjoy the show. So over the past week, I have been looking and looking and looking for some games to talk about. Not really much going in PC games for me lately, so I've been looking at iOS games. And I got a couple that kind of frustrated me because I don't like that kind of game. So I thought I would ramble a little bit about that. The first game I got, it didn't really have any any sort of preview on the App Store. So, you know, they have these generic kind of artworks and description of the game. And that seems kind of more and more common for the free games. And so I grabbed it and installed it, and I was doing the tutorial. And I played for maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And it got to this point where it's like, you know, I looked at the screen. uh Uh-oh, there's energy and attack and defense and this other stat up at the top of the screen. And they're like, click this to, you know, do this quest. Click it again. Click it again. And it's like, no, thank you. Delete. Because I am just not into the Mafia Wars style of what I call click-do-job. I looked around at another game, and there was several screenshots of a match-three style game. And I'm like, oh, cool, you know, those are okay. I like them. They're kind of overdone, but I'll give it a shot. So I download it, and the first thing I see is sort of a overview of a city. And right up at the top of the screen, again, is, you know, energy and attack and defense and this other thing. And... I didn't even go any further. I just deleted it right then. Now, I'm not going to say this formula is bad or, you know, a terrible idea as far as games go. Obviously, people like it. There are millions of people, I think, who play Mafia Wars and other Mafia War type games, you know, click-do-job style. So I just thought I would ramble a little bit about why I don't like this style. And maybe, you know, some of you listeners out there who are very into these kind of games, you know, maybe you know one that I might like based on, you know, what I ramble about. To me, a game should require either skill or chance. Say something like, people might not be very familiar with board game examples, but I will go ahead and use some because, you know, that's the highest chance people might be familiar overall. Something like Backgammon is a combination of both skill and chance. You know, you roll the dice, and based on what you roll, you have certain moves, and there are certainly, you know, considered better moves than not. But there are, you know, sometimes where the dice will, you know, give you a bad roll, and you're forced into a bad position. So there's both skill and chance there. Something like chess, you know, that's almost pure skill and experience. You know, you learn the moves of the pieces, and then... You know, it's a challenge to 
fight your opponent because you don't exactly know what they're going to do. But, you know, depending on how much skill you have, you know, you'll you'll be able to get them into a better or worse position, you know, depending on how you want to define it. And while it's been a very long time since I played something like Sorry, I remember, you know, something like that is almost pure chance. You know, you roll the dice and you move your piece and you may or may not be able to, you know, put your opponent into a worse position. But something like the click-do-job games where it's just, you know, tap, 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 and you're done and you're out of energy and you have to wait 10 minutes, I don't really feel that has skill or chance in the, you know, definitions of how I define those. I would say it definitely has understanding. There is, you know, learning about what the stats are and learning which jobs you can do and, you know, sort of calculating which one would get you the most benefit. But I think overall, it seems more like a database. You're just kind of progressing from point A to point B and the amount of time that takes, you know, as you say, you know, a million clicks, it doesn't really matter which order you do the jobs in because you're going to go in certain, you know, power ranks. At some point, the jobs will take more than you have and you have to do the different kind of jobs. So to me, it doesn't really feel like a game in that sense. Seems more like I'm just manipulating a database and it's just click, 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 and, you know, this stat gets bigger, and then I can do this other thing, click this other thing, click, 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 click. Another big thing I look for in games is that they can be won or lost. And again, you know, the do-job style of game, to me, can't really ever be lost, though many of them, I suppose, do have an end point where you, you know, your max level or whatever. So in that sense, you can win. But to me, it seems like, you know, there is that fixed progression. There is that guaranteed reward for clicking do job. And so I understand, you know, there is that feeling of accomplishment when you do it. But again, you know, to me, if it was like, you know, some kind of board game, like a strategy game where you click do job and okay, based on your stats, now there's a percentage chance and you roll some dice and you may or may not win, you know, that would be much more interesting to me, but most of these are 100% stat-based. You have your attack, you have your defense. If it's, you know, your attack is greater than their defense, you push, do job, and you win. So, you know, I don't really feel like, I suppose there is a chance at losing, and I suppose, you know, in a lot of ways they say gaming is like gambling. You know, there has to be that chance of win or loss and or, you know, what do you gain for your time spent and you know, what's the risk versus reward and all that. To me, the click-do-job style really doesn't have any downsides. You just click and then, you know, you win, or you just don't have the stats for it. And as I briefly mentioned, you know, there is that limitation on how much energy you have. Typically, that's, you know, what they call it. And when you're out, you have to wait real-world time until it recovers. Well, I get that from a monetization standpoint. You know, they want you to pay real money to speed that up or whatever. It kind of bothers me in a few ways. For one, we're talking about a marketplace that typically has games from $1 to $5. So if you're charging, you know, a couple dollars to speed that up for, you know, a period of a few days or a few weeks or whatever, that doesn't seem really very fair to me, to the end user. Because then, you know, they're very rapidly spending 10, 20, you know, maybe even hundreds of dollars on these things when any other, 
you know, complete game, you know, $5 is, you know, a very expensive game on the App Store. And it seems just kind of like very greedy on the behalf of the developer. And the other thing is that, you know, if I have, you know, a half an hour or so that I'm standing in line or waiting for a movie or whatever, and I want to play a game, I don't want the game to tell me, do job, do job, do job, congratulations, you beat that job. Now you have to wait five minutes for your energy to return. And it's like, that to me doesn't seem very fun. I mean, if I want to spend half an hour playing, I want to spend half an hour playing. I don't want to spend, you know, 15 minutes playing and then the other 15 minutes looking at my stats and inventory killing time, waiting for the stat to recover. You know, that's not very interesting to me. So I don't know if this is terribly interesting to anyone. But for me, you know, finding these kind of games on the App Store and finding them more and more frequently makes me kind of sad, you know, because I don't really like this kind of game. Like I said, if there was some kind of chance, you know, if there was some kind of equipment, if there was, you know, a range of victory slash loss, especially if there was a way to, you know, actually completely lose the game and have to start over, you know, I would be way more into it. And again, you know, if people do listen to my rambling and you know a game like that, you know, you might want to point it out to me, and I'll try it out. But in general, these games just sort of don't appeal to me. And so I've always been, you know, very curious to kind of analyze why a particular game or, you know, type of game does not appeal to me. And maybe my rambling has helped you think about some stuff in your own gaming life as to games you like or do not like, and why. So there's a new show out that I thought I would talk about for my TV slash movie media section. It is currently airing on Sci-Fi Channel. You can watch it there or you can subscribe to it on Hulu. It is called Robot Combat League. It's a sort of reality show but mostly a competition between pretty much big robots. They aren't huge. They are slightly bigger than actual people. I think the first two on the show that they have up so far was like around 8 feet tall. And the show is based around a bunch of teams of two people. And one person will control the arms. And the other person, I guess you could say, will pilot slash drive the legs. So it's like two people sort of trying to coordinate together to move this one giant robot guy. And the giant robots compete with the other giant robots. In the first show, they had one elimination, and they showed, you know, a lot of introducing of the people and the robots and a lot of background on the contestants, I guess you could say, and, you know, how the robots were made and stuff. So it's kind of really interesting to find out the background of the people. There's pretty much one sort of sport-type person and one sort of tech-oriented robotics-type person. A lot of the tech people have actual sort of experience in robotics. One of them works at NASA, and he did, like, a Mars lander. And there's a couple of different people that either teach, like, robotics engineering or are students of robotics and engineering. 
And the other people they're teamed up with are kind of very varied in what they've done. And there's all kinds of different people who do different things. I don't really remember too much about them so far because we were just kind of briefly introduced to them. But it's pretty cool to see if you ever played the, I, I wouldn't really call it a board game, but it's a kind of game called Rock'em Sock'em Robots. To me, it has kind of a very similar feel because with Rock'em Sock'em Robots, you have sort of this controller that pushes in or out and sideways that moves, you know, the robot's position. And then you've got these two buttons that make its right or left arms, you know, sort of punch. And so it sort of feels like, you know, a real world version of that. If you saw a somewhat recent movie called Real Steel, it has a sort of similar feel. You know, Real Steel could be, you know, what this turns into, you know, say like 50 or 100 years from now. So right now, you know, it's just sort of a step above, I think it was Robot Wars has been going on for, you know, a number of years where people have little robots that are a couple feet big and they would fight in an arena. This is sort of a, a bigger person-style robot that involves, um, I, I guess, a bit more complex controlling of the robots themselves. And it's pretty interesting. Seems like it could be a lot of fun as the contestants sort of get more into it. I don't know if it's so much about gaming as it is, you know, tech in general and robotics. But it seems pretty cool. If you are into sort of reality shows where, you know, the people are doing real life things instead of scripted things. If you are sort of into tech. If you are sort of into sports. Might be something you want to check out. Like I said, the first show has just aired. So you haven't really missed anything yet. By the time this podcast comes out, it will be probably just a few days before the next show airs. Hulu typically runs about a week behind the show actually airs. So it might be like a week and a few days before we see the second episode on Hulu. You know, for me, I, I prefer to use Hulu because then it's just like I subscribe. And then like I check, you know, in the morning, see what shows I have. It's like, oh, yay, I have this show and this show and this show to watch. So it's very easy. Because otherwise, I, I tend to forget to, you know, check the websites and stuff. But if you are looking for a new show to pick up, it's pretty cool contest-like show. And it's, you know, different. It's not something that's going to be like other shows out there. I don't know how popular it would be and if it will get, you know, a second season, as it were. But I guess we will see in time. And, you know, if you like that sort of thing, you might want to check it out. So I guess that is it for this week's Rabbit's Rumblings. There's no Pirate's Treasure. Haven't gotten one in forever. I'm still feeling, you know, pretty sad and pretty down about everything. Things are kind of warming up in the world and I'm getting you know, a little bit better sleep lately. So maybe that will be a little bit better soon. It's been probably several months now that I have checked my weight, um, you know, every week when I go to the laundry. And it's always pretty much right at 223 to 225. I suppose the good news is it's not getting any worse. But, you know, the the bad news is it's not getting any better. You know, my mini workouts, I don't get a, a whole lot of chances to do them. I'll do them two, maybe three times a week. But I have started doing 
you know, sets of a lot more. You know, some exercises I can do like 50 plus times. Some I can only do like 15 or 25. But, you know, it started way back in the day. I'd do like 50 for the whole day. Now I'll do like maybe, I don't know, 200-ish total for the whole day. But still, you know, it's had like no real impact on my weight at all. I have sort of decided to try and make my snacks uh, quite a bit more healthy if I can. I do love fries. They're super yummy. And, you know, I'm at the restaurant a lot, so it's very easy to get them. But, you know, they are like a thousand calories each, which is just a ridiculous, well, you know, for the, the set, not <laughs> not each individually. That would be ridiculous. But, you know, that's like a ridiculous amount of calories for a snack. So I have tried you know, more often to get, you know, bags of chips, and those are not necessarily the most healthy things either, even though they're only, you know, like 150 calories per bag or whatever. So now, you know, now that it is spring-ish, you know, we're getting into warmer weather, I'm going to try and do more healthy snacks. I like oranges a lot, and apples are pretty good, so I got some apples today. So I'm going to try and have, you know, an orange and or apple, you know, snack maybe, once or twice a day, uh, you know, in place of the bad snacks I have been having. I'll try, um, you know, very hard to stick to that. Maybe that will finally help me get healthy. I've been drinking a lot more slightly flavored water. I like the, I think it's Crystal Light Lemonade. It's like five calories for the whole thing. But since I only do it like, you know, a cup or two at a time, it's just like a little tiny sprinkle. And I've gotten up to maybe... It's kind of hard to tell because I can't really measure, but I would guess four to six cups of water a day in place of, you know, what otherwise would be soda. On a heavy day, I would have, I think, the equivalent of about six soda cans of soda, which is, you know, just terrible for you. But, you know, I have been doing that my whole life, um, pretty much. You know, I, I average about three, I guess, a day. Uh, you know, slightly less maybe now. I'm not sure. Maybe still three. Anyways, that's been going on my whole life. That has not changed. So, you know, that has not been a cause of weight increase. I'm still trying to, you know, figure out what it is my body needs. Maybe it is just getting older and tougher to manage my weight now. So I guess that is it for Rabbit News. We have some reminders about cool games coming pretty soon. Because I said I was going to try and do that. So I'm trying to do that. First one out is on March 5th, and that is Tomb Raider, out for pretty much everything. Oz the Great and Powerful in movies is out on, I believe, the 8th, which is, you know, just about a week after this podcast comes out. Also that same weekend, from the 8th to the 10th, is the next Neverwinter beta weekend. So hopefully people with beta entry keys will get news about being invited to that. Or, you know, if you're like me and you're very super into the idea, you can get a Founders Pack, and that gives you guaranteed access. I didn't have the money for the $200 one. I just got the, you know, $60 one. Be very careful if you do get it to get the $60 one, because the $20 one does not include beta access. So there's really no point in buying the $20 one. I mean, you just get, like, a couple of items. You know, big deal. But yeah, you know, if you wanted to guarantee access to check it out, you know, you can do what I did and spend 60 bucks. And I figure, you know, if I spend 10 or 15 hours having a good time in there, that's pretty much balanced out because that's what most single-player games have been costing these days. God of War Ascension for PS3 is out on March 12th. 
So if you are a God of War fan, you'll want to keep an eye out for that. As I said before, you know, I'd love to get that. I have a PS3 in storage. But, you know, by the time it gets out of storage, PS4 will probably be out and probably a new series. God of War-ish will be started on the PS4. Who knows? StarCraft II, The Heart of the Swarm, the first, you know, continuation of that new set is out on March 12th. So if you're into that, you know, that's just a few weeks away. I still don't know if I'll pick it up. You know, I, I haven't really had any desire to play StarCraft II, you know, since I got the original one and, you know, did so badly online, you know, in PvP. So I don't know. I'll probably get it maybe eventually to play through the single-player campaign, but I am in no rush. Of course, you know, with anything I am interested in, you know, if people want to donate it to me, I would, you know, happily accept it and talk about it on the podcast. I was really hoping Star Wars Pinball for iOS would be out this week. It was supposed to be out this week, and I was really hoping it would come out, you know, in time for me to check it out and review it. As of this recording, it is still not out, so I'm not sure what's up with that. It was supposed to be out, but it's, I guess, late. But there's a few trailers. There's a trailer for the Boba Fett table and the Clone Wars table. And, you know, being, you know, video game pinball, it's got some very cool 3D effects that you cannot do with actual pinball tables. But there's a very cool old school looking style to the tables, you know, with the not fancy 3D stuff they're doing. So I'm very excited to uh, check that out. I think it would be a lot better on the tablet, you know, because you get a little bit more screen size. But, you know, it should be pretty cool on phone as well, because, you know, that's what I have for now. I'm not sure if it's going to be out for things other than iOS. I'll probably, you know, talk about it when it actually launches and get a better look at it. But if you were ever into pinball back in the day, which probably only, you know, some of my listeners are old enough to even know what pinball is and have actually seen an actual pinball table. But, you know, if you're into it, um, it looks very cool. I would expect it's probably not going to be super cheap. I would guess it's maybe one of those things that's going to be like 3 to $5. Because, you know, it does have that Star Wars license. And so, you know, that would be kind of pricey. But I guess that is it for the news that I can think of. And hopefully, even though this time was a little bit short, people had an okay time. And I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. didn't really have any pictures per se in the sort of preview on the i sort of preview on the uh, uh. you have been listening to rabbit's ramblings if you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit 
at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdot.com. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. And be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2013 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.